Institute of World Mission podcast. You're listening to the show for Adventist cross-cultural mission enthusiasts. My name is Alex Ott, and together with the IWM team, we invite you to join us today. This podcast is a production of the Institute of World Mission brought to you with support of the General Conference Missions Family of Ministries and Services. This is the Institute of World Mission podcast, and today I'm joined by Jeff Scoggins. Jeff is the planning director of the Office of Adventist Mission, which is a prominent part of the General Conference Mission family. Jeff had been a missionary for many years in Euro-Asia Division and also has an extensive pastoral background. I'm excited to have you here today, Jeff. Welcome to the IWM podcast. Thank you, Alex. Glad to be here. To start us off, I'd want to give you a chance to say a bit more about yourself and about your work, uh, whatever you want to share with our listeners out there. Okay. Well, um, I grew up a missionary kid, uh, spent time in, well, I guess I lived on four different continents. And the, as an adult, my wife and I were in, in the Euroasia division in Moscow, Russia for uh, two or three years, actually. It wasn't a long time. Okay. And then came back and, and pastored in the U.S. for uh, about 12 years, something. And then back to Adventist Mission, where okay. I had kind of started in the beginning. I am now, uh, I'm called the planning director. What does that mean? <laughs> exactly. Uh, the planning director is is the person that takes care, looks at the globe overall, and asks the question, where are we as a church and where are we not? And how do we get there? Okay, and then I'm also the one that coordinates the projects, deals with the finances and the, the uh, funding, the the urban centers of influence, the global mission pioneers, and the different projects that we're doing around the world, reaching into unreached people groups. All right. Well, thank you for sharing this. One particular topic we wanted to discuss today is unreached people groups. So, would you share with us what is the concept of unreached people groups? Is all about sure. Um, traditionally, when we think about the unreached, we think about unreached individuals. There are individuals that need to meet Jesus, that need to be converted, which is fine. That's wonderful. Global mission, though, does not look for individuals who are unreached that we need to reach. We deal specifically in groups of people that mm-hmm. still need to be reached. The reason is, is because it's very easy when you're dealing with individuals to have these huge blind spots mm-hmm. and very miss entire groups of people that that we don't even they're not on our radar screen. We 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 don't like them uh, or whatever it might happen to be, even if we don't think about that consciously, there might be a particular group that we simply don't get along with or that they're we're just not we're just missing them. Could you give us an example? Well, yeah. Okay. Um, if it's appropriate. It, it is. And I'm trying to think of an appropriate example because some examples are not appropriate. Right, yeah. um, but let's just say, for instance, for an innocuous example, let's say that we have an entire church of Seventh-day Adventists in a place and they're all lower or middle class. Okay. And there's this, they're in the middle of this high class neighborhood, let's say, mm-hmm. but none of that high class neighborhood is in the church and nobody in the church knows how to reach them. 
They, they are afraid to go and knock on doors or for whatever reason. And so that could be considered an entire unreached people group. So socially, by social status. It, it could be social status. Now, there are many other ways that that can be, too. It can be because they are a different religion. It could be that they are a different worldview. It could be, um, uh, well, socioeconomic is what I was just saying as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it can be uh, language. Okay. You know, so there are many different ways to divide up groups. And so what Global Mission does is we try to understand what groups are out there and which ones are we missing mm-hmm. and how do we take the gospel message to those groups that we're missing. I can give a quick historic example. So I think it, it, it can be appropriate because it's, sure. a, it's a matter of history. Yeah. I grew up in Kyrgyzstan mm-hmm. and the Adventist church was, the Adventist message was brought there through... Um, German families who were uh, who found their way through colonies and so forth, who were Protestants, so Adventism came there like that through, yeah. through German lines. Mm-hmm. And until quite recently, uh, you know, even the latter part of the 20th century, that was what the Adventist Church was. Right. However, the entire country was Islamic, is Islamic, is Muslim yep. majority. And the German church has almost never thought of a possibility to to reach out to the majority, which was an unreached people group, I suppose. A huge unreached people group, and that's the case around the world. Um, we, we are dealing with exactly those kinds of situations, not just for Islamic groups, but for others as well. Okay. So, yeah, that's what Global Mission has been tasked with. Find who the unreached people groups are and find ways to reach them. So I would think of our listeners right now, uh, they'd probably be thinking, looking around... Uh, who we are working with, and mm-hmm. uh, and is it just a, a one dominant group of people, or are there others? That... That's exactly right, um, and I wish that uh, more of us would begin to think in these terms. You know, I was just thinking the other day that our church is built around the idea of counting up, right? Very interesting. More, more. Uh, you know, we baptized one more person, and now we've baptized ten or fifteen or twenty. We have so the bigger the number, the better. The bigger the number, the better the number. So the more, the more churches, the more hospitals, the more schools, more, more, more is always better. Global mission actually comes from the opposite idea. We're starting with this huge number. Uh, there's about seven thousand people groups, uh, people groups overall around the world, mm-hmm. if you divide it by language. Now, there are a lot of different ways to divide them, but we just let's just say that we're dividing by language right now. Okay. There are 7,000 plus people groups around the world. Of those, the Seventh-day Adventist Church has some sort of work in about 900 and, uh, I can't remember the exact number, 978 or so something like, like that. like 15%. Uh, something well. very small. And this does not mean that these are reached groups. Right. This means we have something there. Fewer than that are actually reached. Okay? Wow. So, so we have a huge, huge job. Now, admittedly, some of that 7,000, some of these are language groups of 15 people. Okay, so okay. We, have to, we have to keep this in perspective. But the, the groups that we have no contact with at all represent 2 to 3 billion people. That's almost half, well, it's, yeah, 40% it's, of, yes, the population. of the population where we have absolutely nothing. And a huge percentage of a great deal more that I don't know the numbers for, we have only barely 
gotten something. Maybe they have a book in their language and that's it. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. But um, or maybe there's just an oral tradition or something like that. So we when it comes to people groups, we have an awfully big number that needs to be counting down. And we're not because we're so busy counting up that we go to the groups that we are traditionally comfortable with, the ones that are easy to reach. And so that's where we work. And so our numbers among some very particular people groups are counting up. But our number of people groups that needs to be counting down is virtually at a standstill. Look, I'm blown away with this concept. It's so, true. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a framework of uh, um, a shift of a mindset. Exactly. If we would look at a big number of unreached people groups and would really pray and, and partner with the Holy Spirit to, to bring it lower, we would be happy to see smaller numbers rather than... That's exactly right. And it would numbers. cause us to be pushing into frontiers again, which we haven't done really for a while. And, you know, there's some some supporting ministries that do and good for mm-hmm. them. I'm proud of them for doing it. But overall, we need to begin to think along those lines again of pushing into these frontiers of finding out where who's who are we missing okay. and how do we get there. Now, Jeff, I know that um, you and the team around you um, have been doing have been doing quite a bit of work mm-hmm. uh, towards these ends. Yes. So recently, even there have been some important statements on the strategy of Adventist mission and. Um, not just the strategy, but also the practice and so forth. Mm-hmm. Can you share a little bit with our listeners what our church is doing to respond to this huge need of unreached people groups? Sure. And I could talk about this one all day, so I'll, I will uh, uh, try to keep it short enough for the, the program. Uh, we have now for about 26, 20, uh, since 1990, whatever that is, uh, um, we have been working on this concept of reaching unreached people groups. But we have not been, we, we were lacking some information. Right at the beginning, we were doing some research to find out which people groups we were in and which ones we weren't. Uh, but that work is about 20 years old, and it's, and mm-hmm. it's fairly, it's fairly uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, outdated. outdated, right. Sure. It's fairly outdated. So, so we are working to gather some new information about uh, the, the work we have and where it is and which people groups it's among. Mm-hmm. And we are starting to change our funding structure. Right now, we ha- when we receive projects, that they, projects are generated at the local level. They say, we would like to go plant a church in this place and, and um, here's our budget and what we want to do in our strategy. And we take that and we help them fund this project. Right. Okay. That's what Global Mission does. That's what Global Mission does. And, uh, but what we've noticed over the years is that we're still doing the same thing. We're still counting up. We're still getting the, the projects that, that focus on people groups that, that the church is going to be working on already anyway, because they're the easy to reach ones. They're the ones we're comfortable with. And the the groups that we still need to be reaching out to because we don't know how or for whatever other reason, um, we're still not receiving those projects very often, mm-hmm. uh, not nearly as much as we need to. So what we're doing is we're we're starting to change the funding structure to a percentage kind of basis, where when we receive a project for a people group that we've already reached, uh, 
Mm-hmm. If we give any funding at all, it'll be a small percentage. Oh, that's a strong <laughs> stimulus. I, it I is. Already can see I believe <laughs> it will be. But when someone sends us a project that is for a truly unreached group, mm-hmm. then we are going to be able to fund that extremely generously. Okay. And so what we're hoping is that the money is going to start saying speaking uh, a language that we haven't been able to in words uh, and get through. Right. So when people see, oh, I could do the same kind of groups that I've always been doing and get 5% of the project funding, or I could go over to this group that is right around me, but we have almost no work among them and get, and I'm making up these numbers, but sure. 80, 90%, who knows, I'm, sure. uh, then maybe they're going to say, oh, maybe this is worth figuring out how we can get someone that can actually can I use the word infiltrate right, uh, or, sure. or somehow breach this beachhead that we engage, haven't been able to engage, engage group, establish yeah. new work is yeah. basically what it is. And so um, that's one of the major uh, ways that we are are looking to change the structure of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I guess that's a, that's a pretty good nutshell. Um, now, in the beginning, we've talked a little bit about socioeconomic or language yeah. or otherwise. What are you guys actually are doing okay. uh, in, in, in identifying which people groups are unreached and, and yeah. that we should pay attention to? That is a huge question because... How are we going to be able to decide what funding goes where if we don't know who the people groups are, right? And so what we've done is we've contracted with uh, an expert in this field. Okay. And uh, he is actually traveling to every single division and he is talking to actually maybe even all of the unions. He is He's talking to all of the union presidents and the, the people on the ground and he's finding out what languages are operating in your territory, mm-hmm. what languages are the primary languages of the Adventist churches that are established, and then he's taking that data, and he's using kind of a complicated algorithm that I don't even understand, to pull out a score. Okay. And what, then what, we're, what he's giving me back is maps that are, they're geographic, of course, because they're maps, but they're color-coded by language. And there's three colors on there. There's red, green, and red, yellow, and green, okay? Mm-hmm. Red stands for completely unreached. Mm-hmm. Yellow stands for there's something started, but there's a lot of work to do. And green means reached, okay? okay? And so the data that we're getting back, of course, there's a lot of data backing up the colors, but the colors are going to give us an instant picture of the situation in a particular region, okay? okay? So when you look at your map and and you you're, imagine that you're an Adventist mission person or a missionary or a conference mm-hmm. president or whatever it happens to be, and you get this map and you see, ah, okay, I have this large green area. Um, and, and the truth is that the languages and the areas largely overlap, okay? okay. Uh, because the people that speak the same language tend to leave and live in the same areas, okay? So we've got a lot of overlap here. So you look, okay, in this area, this region is green because we've reached this. We're doing really well. Um, and uh, I know that if I want to receive more funding from Global Mission, I need to be looking over here in these yellow and, and red areas, these yellow and red languages. I can just really see how mm-hmm. an Adventist hospital in the mission field somewhere on the team 
would look at this map and they would say, hmm, we are in the green area, but what we could do, we could send a team of doctors uh, 20 kilometers away, which is totally in the red zone, and do something. There. Precisely, precisely. And that is what we're hoping and praying is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, as we get this kind of information, more and more of it, uh, we're, we're hoping that we're going to be able to put it into a dashboard kind of a system where any church leader can very quickly access what are the priorities in my particular area of the world where I'm working. Jeff, I do know that uh, people will have, our listeners will have a question, can we see something now? (laughs) Um, How would we answer that question? Well, we have nothing out in public right now. And and the truth is, is so much of what we're doing is sensitive Mm -hmm. uh, that we can't make it just public to absolutely anybody. Uh, because governments that we don't want to have access or will be having access sure. to it. Um, but anybody that's interested uh, and is able to to contact our office, we'd be happy to share okay. uh, what we what we have on that. It's it's we would love to be able to make it public, right. and some of it maybe will be public for people that have access to it. But but it is kept secure because people's lives are on the line in some of these cases. And it the system identifies where our people are working. Okay. So we, we can't just throw it out there for everybody. Back to some of the things you've said, the coloring is then reached is green, you know, green is rich. Mm -hmm. How do you guys decide what is reached? That's where the algorithm comes in Mm -hmm. because there's this complicated formula that, that we're using that includes, all right, what is the language? How strong is the language? How many people around the world speak it? Okay, so all of this is driving part of the priority. Okay. Then there are some other things um, that are included, like how much work is already being done there. Uh, is is the church present strong? Are there a whole lot of Adventists already there? And that's going to drive the score down. Like I say, this is a it's such a complicated algorithm that I even get confused on sure. it. But um, the thing about the system too is is that we know it's not going to be perfect. And so we can manually overwrite it. So, for instance, I was talking in one country where the people were fairly discouraged when they saw their map. It was Ukraine. <laughs> the entire country was green. Well, there are about 60,000 Adventists in The Ukraine. church is strong there. But I said, the, we know that this isn't perfect because you do have some, some pockets yeah. Um, there, there are some Islamic pockets right. that are unreached. Um, we consider any city over a million people to automatically be a red zone simply because it's a huge city. Mm-hmm. That's not going to show up on the map um, because we're, we're, we're dealing with language and everybody speaks Russian there, okay, or Ukrainian, I should say. Uh, and, and so uh, it's not going to show up on the map, but you can still submit a project and we will manually change it to red if it happens to be one of these kind of situations and you can still get the funding for it. So, yeah. Jeff, this is, this is tremendous. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, sometimes we as missionaries, we think that this is the parlor, you know, this is the area where Adventist mission directors work and think global mission pioneers and so forth. I just see so much application for so many of our institutions around the world where our missionaries serve. They are on boards. They, they mm-hmm. sometimes they are part of the decision making process, 
And um, when they receive clients or patients or students and they make decisions who to accept or who mm-hmm. to not to accept, where to extend their work, a lot of this can be informed through what you guys are doing. We're building the system to be able to incorporate more data streams because we can imagine where, let's say, education or healthcare would say, hey, we could do this too. Can we put our data into your system and get mm-hmm. the same kind of maps for healthcare or for education or for, uh, you know, who knows, all sorts of different things, uh, publishing, for instance. And so we're trying to build the system to be able to incorporate that sort of thing. What I would love to have someday is a system that where any church member could come in to a, a strategic room or something, you know, and zoom down and find out what does my community need, you know, and okay, I can see that we have a hospital, we don't have a school, we don't have any, um, we don't have any books in this particular language that, that of people that are right around me, and it's not in their heart language, you know, hey, that's something that we could do, we could get some Ellen White books and translate them and put them in that language, and you know, I'm hoping that it's going to empower people in a, in a very real way to make strategic mission decisions, not just anything that, oh, I think maybe let's try this, but something that's going to really drive intentional targeting. I'm sure that um, helping our church turn around towards unreached people groups may not be an easy process because it's easier to work where we've been working. Yes. What kind of challenges are you meeting and um, how, how would you advise our listeners to meet the same challenges and overcome yeah. them. Okay, where to start on this one? There are a number of challenges. Um, one challenge is that we're so used to our traditional way of thinking of counting up that it's it's discouraging in a way to go the other direction because it's a lot harder. Mm-hmm. We've done the easy stuff. And what's left is some difficult things. We don't have any experience, good experience, working with non-Christians. We haven't figured out where, you know, what we've done traditionally is that we have taken Christians who need to be taken to the next level. Right. That's what we do well. And so we assume an awful lot when we meet a person. We're now having to learn what it requires to bring somebody out of an entirely different worldview that they don't even know what the Bible is or, or, you know, these kinds of things. They don't have a theological underpinnings that will allow us to drop them into a series of meetings and out they come good seventh day Adventists. Um, and so that's one big challenge is, is we're having to reconcile the idea of working a lot more slowly mm-hmm. and to go to a lot more work of learning languages, of learning different worldviews, of, of being um, conscientious of culture and all these different things. Another thing that we're really facing is people that are willing to go. Often people think that money is the problem. Money is not our problem. Now, we always need money, and money is a good thing, and when we, when we give generously, of course, that enables the work to go further. So I don't want to say stop sending right. fines. No, no. We, we need to be but, giving more. Yeah, we need to be giving more, no question about it. But really, our bigger problem is that we don't have enough people. 
to go to those Sandwiches. That are willing to go. Yeah. To, that are willing to commit their lives to learning new languages, to learning new cultures, to learning... Uh, the to, to to committing their to a life that is a lot more difficult than the American dream or the whatever country that happens to have a much higher standard of living than than whatever people group you might be working among. Um, people that are willing to do that are few and far between. Okay. Uh, and so I would I would put those as our highest challenges. Jeff, thank you so much for sharing these things with us. I think. Many of our listeners today have been inspired um, because they are doing this. Uh-huh. They, they, they are out there directly or indirectly mm-hmm. and uh, close enough to this agenda to, to right. have their hearts on fire as you talk. And we know that's what the Holy Spirit is doing because and that's, that's why we are mm-hmm. having the, these conversations. Well, I would challenge uh, everybody that's listening. The fact that you're a missionary out there in the field, I, I know what that is. I've been there for a lot of my life. And so thank you for that. But I would challenge you because most people that are employed by the Seventh-day Adventist Church as missionaries are sitting behind desks I, I mean, that's an exaggeration, I realize. But um, they're administrative, they're healthcare, they're... We have nobody that's out there establishing brand new work among unreached people groups. But you all could be. There's nobody, there's no Seventh-day Adventist that couldn't be. We're mm-hmm. all surrounded by unreached people groups. And so in addition to whatever we happen to be doing, yeah, I mean, I sit it behind a desk myself, so I know. But that me, but I could still be looking for who is unreached around me. Mm-hmm. And I could be establishing new work among the people right around me. And so can everybody here that's listening to this. So this is not for somebody else. Right. This is for us. Yeah. yeah. Jeff, thank you very much. There will be questions coming in. Um, okay. In the follow-up, I will share with people how they can contact okay. uh, you and others to um, to get this valuable information that, that you've been sharing about today. Thank you so much for coming on. Very welcome. Thank you for having me. This concludes the episode number three of the IWM podcast. You can contact Jeff via Twitter at, at symbol Jeff underscore Scoggins or via the contact page at www.adventistmission.org forward slash contact. With the IWM podcast, we are not really looking for extensive public exposure. This is why we're not asking for ratings and reviews on iTunes that make a podcast rank and be in front of general public eyes. But we do hope for the podcast to be in the hands, so to speak, of every Adventist mission practitioner and leader. Please help us to make this a reality. Share the podcast. Let it reach the right audience through the word of mouth. Now, at the moment of airing, we are right in the middle of the year-end holiday season. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, friends. Next time we'll be together, it will be the new year already. We'll see you then.